Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today comes from John 10, 22 through 30, and Acts 9, 36 through 43. Um, I'll read Acts 9 first, and then we will follow with the gospel. Now, in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who had heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived and they took him in the room upstairs, all the windows stood beside, all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put them all outside, and he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. And now from John 10. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us, tell, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not know, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, in regard to what he has given me, is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Of course, I am a child of the 1970s, and one of the things that I remember from that era are the many commercials. And what I especially remember are some of the um, public service um, announcements that were pretty common in that era. Everyone remembers that commercial with a Native American man that's walking around the countryside that it has trash everywhere, 
And of course, the commercial ends with him shedding a lone tear. The message, of course, was that Americans had to stop polluting. There is this other one that I remember, which used a little bit of humor. It had Batman and Robin. They were tied up with a ticking time bomb. And Batgirl comes, and we think that she is going to save the day. Except she starts to spout out statistics that um, made her realize that she was getting paid less than Robin. So the commercial ends with her kind of taking her sweet time to free Batman and Robin. So I'm guessing that the message there was that they wanted to strike a blow for equal pay for equal work. The other commercial, which is kind of the point of this, of this sermon, was one that I would see sometimes in the morning on a station out of Detroit, Channel 50. Um, and I would see it either on the days during the summer or when I was sick and couldn't go to school. Now, unlike the, these other commercials that dealt with kind of political issues like the environment or the arts, or, or environment or equal pay, this one dealt with the arts. The commercial opens up just showing us dots. And these dots are everywhere. They kind of interconnect, they overlap one another. And at first, it's hard to figure out what these dots are all about. And then the camera moves farther away, and we realize the dots weren't just dots. They were part of something far bigger. It turns out what we are seeing is the full picture of a Sunday afternoon on the island by George Surratt. And this was a, a commercial basically to appreciate art and especially to appreciate the work of Surratt. And I have to say that it did its job because to this day, the reason that I know about George Surratt is about this commercial. And it's easy to remember kind of about Surratt's painting style because of course, what they were trying to get into every kid's mind was Surratt equals dot. Now, as I said, the commercial was a way to help kids understand the arts. But I think unbeknownst to the creator, I think that there was another message that was communicated. And the message is that sometimes we can look at something right in the face and miss the larger picture. So our gospel for today has Jesus at the temple, and it is the Feast of Dedication. Now, the Feast of Dedication is what they call it in the Bible, but we know this feast or holiday as Hanukkah. And the story of Hanukkah is that Israel was under the control of a foreign power, and the king is forbidding the Jews to worship and demands, actually, instead, that the people worship Zeus. And he actually even comes into the temple and makes a sacrifice to Zeus. Well, of course, this was sacrilegious to the Jews. And it basically leads to a revolt. And the revolt was successful. They expel the foreign power. And the temple is rededicated to God, and a sacrifice is given. 
And this is an important text in the life of God's people because it shows that God was willing to stand with the Israelites at such a challenging time. So, just to let you know, that's the background. Jesus then is confronted by the Jewish leaders who demand for the umpteenth time to tell them that he is the Messiah. Show something that tells us who you are. And it seems like all they want that Jesus just to tell him that he is the Messiah. And I'm always kind of imagining Jesus sighing and, and probably saying, how many times have I told you and you have not believed? I've done mighty deeds in front of you, things that only the Messiah could do and, thing, and say things that only the Messiah could say, and yet you don't believe. Now, the Jewish leaders were studied in the law. If there was anyone who could believe in the Messiah, it would have to be these people because they knew everything. And yet, here they are at the temple, a temple that has such history, and yet they can't see the Messiah staring them right in the face. They were focused on the dots, and they could not see the larger picture. Their eyes and their minds were closed. They refused to believe that the man that was standing in front of them was the Son of God, the Messiah. Jesus talks about being the good shepherd, and we will get back to that concept in a bit. But he also says something that's incredibly startling. He tells the Jewish leaders that they can't see that he is the Messiah. And the fact is, we are just like them. Because it is so easy to live lives, to live our lives, to even do the things of faith, to do things in the church and miss God and not see God active in the world. The fact is, we do that all the time. Sometimes God is there right in front of our faces, and we don't see it. The thing is, all of us at some point can get so caught up in our walk with God, we can get so good at going to church, we can get so good about memorizing scripture, that we end up not seeing God acting in the world. And to see God, you have to have a relationship with God. To see God, you also need to expect that God will show up. To be able to see God, to be able to hear God's voice, means engaging in the spiritual practices. It means doing things like having a daily devotion or maybe regular prayer or journaling. It can include spending time in Bible study, figuring out what the scriptures are saying about God. It is only when we kind of engage in many of these practices that we develop eyes to see and ears to hear 
God in our world. It allows us to go beyond seeing just the dots and seeing the full picture of God. The fourth Sunday in the season of Easter is usually called Good Shepherd Sunday. And the text always include portions of the 10th chapter of John. And while we did not read it today, it includes Psalm 23. We are reminded that in a world where people hurt one another, there is a good shepherd, a shepherd that is one that tends to his flock and cares for the flock. And this is who Jesus is. That is what Jesus says to the Jewish leaders. Now, it's not lost on me that this also coincides with Mother's Day, which is actually another biblical image, an image of one that cares for her brood. The shepherd and the mother imply, again, relationship. And to be able to hear the voice of the one who cares for us Again, it means that we have to be and engage, be in relationship, or at the very least, be open to that relationship. The religious leaders might have known everything about their faith, backwards and forwards, but they were missing the good shepherd. They could not see the good shepherd in front of them, the one that longed to care for them. So much of how we perceive faith is believing that we are trying to get to God. And that was, in many ways, what the religious leaders were trying to do. We think that religion is all about us. When actually, in reality, as the Good Shepherd reminds us, it's a, faith is about God coming to us. That is how we see and we hear the Good Shepherd. In the book of Acts, we see Tabitha. Tabitha is a woman who is involved in the early church. She does many acts of charity. And as the, as the scripture says, she grew ill and she died. And that community was shaken. Because again, she was so involved in Joppa. And probably was so much a vital part of the community that they didn't know what to do. So Peter comes, Peter the disciple, and Ray basically prays and she is raised from the dead. And what's the result? The people all around Joppa believed. Their hearts were open. Their hearts were expecting to see something from God and when many of those who were open saw God acting in the life of Tabitha, they believed. I've been to a number of galleries around the world and have, and have had the opportunity and blessing to see several paintings by George Seurat, including the painting I just talked about this morning, Sunday at the Island. I'm always, every time that I see a Seurat painting, kind of leaning in and trying to see the dots. 
I'm thankful that in my life, I'm able to see the full picture of the painting and that I am able to see God as God acts in our world through deeds both great and small. My prayer for you this morning is that you will continue or enter into relationship with God and in turn be given eyes to see that God is on the move. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.